This is an in-debt discussion. If it's about the financial industry, from lenders to collectors, you'll find it here. And now your host, Jacqueline Waller. Are you sick and tired of all the stress, headaches, and uncertainty going on right now in the debt collection industry? Are all the new laws and regulations and tightening profit margins driving you crazy? Or have you had an excellent year and now feel ready to cash out? If so, then talk to us at Thomas Crown. Because of the earlier fiscal stimulus package, there has never been a better time to sell your debt collection agency than right now. We buy all types of debt collection agencies in the United States, Canada, UK, Europe, including consumer and commercial collection agencies, accounts receivable firms, debt purchasing portfolio companies, BPO organizations, and revenue cycle management companies. And we are ready to give you a fair offer for your collection agency business today. It doesn't matter if you have outstanding debts or disputes. Whether you have low EBITDA, or even if you have a business partner who may not want to sell. As long as you have at least 50% equity in your business and you've been established for three years or more, we can help. As we'll be buying the company from you ourselves, there's no middleman or commission fees to pay. Thomas Crown Incorporated is an experienced international private holding company, which means you deal with us directly. So, if you have a debt collection agency, or an accounts receivable management firm, debt purchasing portfolio company, BPO organization, and or a revenue cycle management company, and you need to sell or have been thinking of exiting in the industry? We'd like to make you an offer for your business today. Suppose the situation is such that you or a partner would like to retain a minority ownership stake in the business or have an active role post acquisition. In that case, we are open to that scenario. To find out how much you can get for your business, visit thomascrowncorp.com and click on Ready to Sell and fill out the short form on our website and we'll be in touch within the next 24 hours to discuss your business and an offer. Hey everybody, thank you for tuning in to another and in debt discussion and we have Steve Ruderman who is the president at Elso's and founder of if you're in the industry and you're not on the newsletter then you're definitely missing out on information credit and collection news it is one of the largest um, news blasts out there in regards to the industry that I've personally been receiving since I worked for Choice Point when they were still alive. And um, he has been in the financial services arena for over 30 years. He runs this company, and uh, Credit and Collection News is a daily newsletter specifically designed for the credit and collections vertical marketplace with a subscriber base of over 50,000. Besides the newsletter, CCN, he also hosts some major industry conferences. He's also host 
is a host on a segment on credit on CNN radio, well, that's pretty cool, called The Wall Street Shuffle. Prior to running CCN, not CNN, but CCN, he ran National Sales for Americs in the Fennell Group. Prior to that, he ran regional sales at Equifax for over 10 years. He has been on the board of Consumer Credit Counseling Services of San Diego and was the National Sales Advisor for the National Foundation Credit Counseling and teaches classes to young adults on managing credit. Oh, that's pretty cool. Welcome, Steve. That's a mouthful. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. It sounds like that guy knows a lot about credit, but, you know, you never know. You never know. <laughs> so, okay, so I was asking you about, like, on your LinkedIn profile, it says President and Elsos, and so, and then I was asking you if that was a collection agency, and so what, can you go into what you were talking about? Yeah, so uh, I've been um, doing, working for uh, Credit and Collection News. Um, we, we started this about... 20, about 21, 22 years ago uh, is when we originally started. Um, we were, um, I was working for a company that was based out of uh, Baltimore, uh, and I live in San Diego, and, and they gave me two options of either packing up my stuff and moving to Baltimore to run their uh, national sales, or um, they would give me what I would call a nice go-away package. Uh-huh. Um, to uh, literally go away, um, but I could uh, take take some funds or time off and uh, you know do what I wanted to do. So um, I took the go away package, managing to stay in San Diego, um, which certainly was uh, appreciated by my wife, um, who was from Baltimore. So there was no way I was getting her to move back uh, to Baltimore <laughs> from uh, San Diego. Um, but we uh, uh, we started the the newsletter and and sales outsourcing, thus the uh, the division between the the, the two corporations, um, uh, and and we kind of went from there, and and the the newsletter just progressed um, to eventually take over the majority of the business. Um, so we've Ooh. got this daily news publication that goes out um, every business day. We publish it. Uh, um, 9.15 Eastern um, and 6.15 uh, Pacific time. Oh, wow. Which, which uh, living on the um, West Coast, uh, it seemed like a really good idea at the time when we decided to do this. Um, but now that we've been doing it for 20-some-odd years, um, I, I have no concept of actually sleeping in. Um, so <laughs> what, what can you do? Well, what about the weekends? Because you only send it out during the week, right? Yeah, well, it's only it is only business days, but you know what? If you get up every day at uh, usually up around five to make sure that the publication is ready to go, and then you know heads on out. Um, yeah, the weekends is pretty much you wake up early anyway, and it's like, well, there you have it. So. Okay. Yeah, and then your body's so used to it during the week that you might as well um, yeah, just get go up with the on flow. the week. You know what? Go out there. I live in San Diego, so it's a um, it's it's a beautiful place to. Uh, Get out and enjoy the early morning, um, everything that's, that's San Diego. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm out in, I live in Atlanta, but I travel to Florida all the time. But I'm actually, right now, I'm in Sacramento. And so I'm flying back to Florida uh, tomorrow, which I initially thought I was flying back on Thursday. And then I looked at the, the uh, and I was like, oh, no, it's tomorrow. But it's much quieter here. It would have been loud at my mom's house. That's why I decided. I was like, hey, let's just do it today. 
Perfect. So, um, so over, so thank you for being flexible, by the way. Um, but, but over like all these 30 years that you've been in the industry, like what do you think is probably like the biggest changes that you've seen so far? Um, the biggest changes that, that I've seen, you know, in, in, in basically going way back, when I originally started um, uh, my career out of college, uh, I started uh, working for the Sears in, in their financial network uh, at one of their credit centrals um, in San Diego. Um, that was, they were, Sears at that time was, was, was just migrating off the, um, their collections were, were, were paper-based and they were going to a computer-based system. Um, mm-hmm. So they were actually taking all their, their files that were on paper and inputting them onto the computers uh, and then um, working the, the concept that way. Uh, and I was on their management trainee program that uh, when I started, uh, you know, making, making those phone calls right out of college, uh, sitting on the collection floor. Um, starting to learn what what collections was all about because coming from school you had really no idea that people didn't pay their bills. I mean, it was just it was just kind of a different concept, mm. uh, you know, from 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 school to the real world. And I, I, I still remember making my first phone call, um, and a lady answered the phone, and I said, oh, "I'm calling about your Sears account, and, and you're delinquent." Um, and she immediately started crying and saying, I don't even have money to pay my kids. Life is terrible. I don't know what I'm going to do. And I, 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 of course, my immediate feedback was, oh, my God, that's horrible. Let me give you some money. Um, and, of course, oh, my God, you didn't give her money, did you? Yeah, uh, the, no, the managers were right behind me listening in and all banging their heads going, oh, boy, uh, we have to teach this guy a lot. Um, and they did. So but that's what kind of got me. That's what kind of got me going in the industry. So when I started, like I said, it was it was still we were just kind of converting from paper to computers, and you know nowadays it's you know everything's automated, everything's yeah. immediate, instantaneous, um, and obviously with the new rules and stuff that uh, the CFPB just um, announced, um, we're 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 going to obviously include even more technology um, and, and bringing the laws up to, you know, 2020, um, even though it's a really crazy year and, and we're not sure, you know, what, what, what's going to happen in this year. But mm. uh, that's really the, from the, it's the technology that we've seen that's gone from nothing um, in the industry to, you know, everything is technologies-based with artificial intelligence. Um, obviously, collecting via text, collecting via email—it's—it's—it's uh, it's, it's a whole different world in that respect. Um, IVRs, um, etc. So it is—it's yeah. a, uh, a different world, but it's—you uh, know—it's—it's it's a lot quicker and it's a lot faster and it's a lot—it's uh, definitely um, you know, exciting. It's—it's it's probably not the industry that uh, I really thought I was going to get into when I graduated from college, um, but. Here I am, thirty some odd years later, still in the industry. It's like a disease; mm-hmm. you can't get rid of it. You can't get rid of it. Now, um, talking about like the CFPB, I tried getting one of their guys who I'm connected with on one of the platforms um, uh, that works for the CFPB, but uh, his manager wouldn't approve it <laughs> to get on my podcast because I thought that would be so interesting. I mean, I wouldn't say anything negative about them, but 
Um, so, uh, so we both mutually agree that we should probably wait until after the election. So I figured that would be now, but it's not apparently. So you sent out a newsletter. You sent out an email earlier today, uh, this morning at six fifteen. Yep, six fourteen a.m. Pacific time. That the CFPB under Biden will likely get new director, new direction, and competing laws could shape CFPB director appointment in 2021. So why don't you share a little bit of that? So you think that that because the director that was appointed last time is probably a little bit more conservative, not necessarily that they are conservative, but they're probably a little bit more than what was there before, and they were appointed by Trump. So do you think that's why he would change it? Well, you're going to see, obviously, that there, there's been some rule changes and, um, you know, what, what's, what the president can now do with the director of the, the CFPB um, is, uh, and, and, if, and if Biden, you know, because we, we are still in limbo, and the, the election hasn't been certified by the states yet, but um, if, if everything kind of holds true to the, the, the way things are leaning, um, Joe Biden will be the next president, and the president now has the right to um, replace the director uh, of the CFPB. Um, and the original premise of the, of the CFPB, of course, was, was set up under uh, President Obama, um, mm-hmm. and it was very uh, heavily driven towards um, you know being uh, being in favor of the consumer and um, being against the. Uh, uh, the creditors and the collection agencies and, and, and those. So that, that's how it, it leaned. It was much more along those lines. Um, there was a lot of heavy regulation. Um, and then as we switched over to um, uh, from, from the Obama administration to the Trump administration, um, President Trump uh, actually changed uh, – um, when, when Richard Corridoroy was uh, going to run for uh, governor of uh, Ohio, I, I take that back, not governor, um, uh, senator for Ohio, um, that was, uh, he left the position, the CFPB, and, and Mick Mulvaney came in, and then uh, Kathy Kraninger, um, and we've seen the CFPB kind of uh, change directions and kind of take a more pro-business uh, stance. They still obviously are, are very concerned about uh, any kind of violations and regulations for the consumer, but yet they've taken a much more, um, like a, I would call it a conservative stance um, on, on businesses. And uh, now that uh, potentially um, uh, President Biden's going to take over, um, the feeling is that he is going to replace uh, uh, Director Kraninger with um, someone who he feels is much more uh, directed towards, uh, again, enforcing the, the highly regulatory, um, tends to be a more democratic way than yeah. the Republican conservative way. So that's kind of that was one of the articles we ran today that was just kind of talking about who's um, who's in line and uh, actually uh, kind of uh, can maybe run full circle. Uh, Richard Cordray's name uh, came up again. Uh, mm. Most people who've been in the industry a long time certainly remember that Director Cordray was the first director of the CFPB. He actually spoke at our um, our annual conference um, this year. Um, oh, that's he, right. So he actually um, was speaking to the group and, and talking about um, the, the CFPB and the direction that he'd like it to go. Um, and so now there's, uh, there's talk, and right now that's only talk, 
but he is one of many um, potential replacements uh, should, and it's like I said, it's still all up in the air because it is 2020 and nothing is, you know, happens in 2020 that seems normal. Um, but uh, it's a, he's potentially to come back and run the CFPB again. Is he is one of the um, leading candidates at this time? Um, a lot can okay. happen uh, between now and then. Certainly, you can see a lot of change uh, forthcoming um, if uh, President Trump uh, is replaced by um, President-elect Biden. So um, we'll see. Um, I've certainly, uh, you know, we've seen a lot of stuff being in the media. Um, we've seen a lot of folks that have commented and, and said things, whether they supported um, President Trump or whether they uh, supported uh, President-elect Biden. Um, but uh, it, it, it's going to be interesting to see all the different things that happen. And certainly, um, you know, uh, a, new, a new direction for the CFPB uh, is one of them. Or potentially. Oh wow! Was he the one that that uh, did the attack on? I was trying to look up what the name of it was really quick, but um, that did the attack against the subprime industry. What was it called? Operation something, something hold. I can't remember what it was. Um, it was when they started putting a lot of subprime or payday lenders and stuff out of business. Yeah, the 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 C, when under Richard Cordray, the 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 CFPB certainly was uh, very. Uh, um, they, they weren't they weren't keen on the debt buying industry, um, and that's that's being I, I think politically correct, um, in in about as politically correct as I can be as far as uh, what's happening. Uh, there's 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 been a lot of. Um, Rules and regulations. Um, you know what, what? What can a debt buyer do? What can they not do? Uh, and, and that's just something that, that's out there. So, um, you know, the history certainly of the CFPB and the debt buying industry has not been phenomenal. Um, and, and some of it has been valid. Some of it's been a little bit uh, aggressive. It just mm-hmm. kind of depends on, on on how the industry itself was, was working. Yeah. Um, and like I said, there, there, there's good players and bad players in every industry. Yeah. Uh, and certainly the bad players in the debt buying industry has given the industry a bad name. Um, but the good players um, have found their niche, and they certainly have done a very good job working with consumers and trying to help them reestablish themselves back in the credit market. So, you know, again, depending on where, um, you know, where, where you fall, um, that's kind of where we're at on the on that particular piece. Okay. Now, um, putting together like a daily newsletter, I used to do one like once a week or once a month, and you've been doing this for 20 years. I mean, you definitely are a staple in the industry, and but that's very exhausting. I just have to say, I'm like getting tired just thinking about it. <laughs> but. Yeah, there's, um, there's a- there's a lot of, um, you know, there's definitely a lot of information that's out there. And yeah. certainly, again, this year has been, um, 2020 has just been an incredible. We used to average somewhere in the area of about 20 to 25 articles a day, um, what we were putting out. Um, but this year, um, between the pandemic, uh, between all the regulations um, and everything that's been happening with, with, with the industry itself, 
um, particularly in you know in the realm with the the virus and and, and trying to collect and, and trying to um, you know people's incomes and the businesses shut down and can you collect uh, can you know, can collectors work from home? Um, there's just so many different um, facets of what's been going on. Um, that we're probably averaging now um, close to 40 articles a day of what's going mm. on. And it's, it's just been a, um, a plethora of information. Um, so it's, it's, it's been interesting. It's been exciting. It's been um, – there's, there's just a lot there. But, yeah, for doing this for 20-plus years, um, I've certainly read a lot of articles um, and, and seen a lot of information that, that's come across uh, the desk um, so we can make sure that it's, you know, there and good. And um, we've seen it from every side. We've seen the positives. We've seen the negatives. We've seen um, the crazy stuff. Uh, mm. it's, 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 been, it's been out there, and, and we've certainly done it. We've seen the debt-buying industry go from its infancy stage to um, the massive growth that's been into to becoming more of a, a mainstream, you know, more regulated uh, type of industry. Yeah. Uh, when, you know, it, it's definitely things, things have changed, but things have normalized. So it's, it's, it's fun and interesting to watch. That's exciting. Yeah, you guys, so do you have somebody that helps you with this, or do you do this all yourself or with your newsletter? I can't imagine yeah. you do this all on your own now. No, um, no. We actually have um, a staff that kind of helps and goes through this. A lot of the, a lot of the stuff we do is outsourced. Um, okay. But we, you know, we we put we put this together, and a lot of it is done via computer as well. So um, our, our search systems uh, that scours the internet for articles, yeah, um, press releases, and everything that's going on. We and Google key- like keywords. Yeah, you like probably have a ton of like Google trigger words that are like send you emails like okay this is this phrase or this or this this is what you were looking for here you go and and then exactly. yeah and then really kind of picking the best article that you think would be best for your clientele based off of whoever like the numerous people are write about the same story you know right and and that's what we try to do we try to look for um, what's what's relevant today um, for the industry and and we certainly look for um, rules and regulations are, are obviously some of the key things that our eyes are looking for and that people are interested in what's going on. And we try to look at it from a business standpoint, not from a consumer standpoint, because yeah. obviously the, the newsletter is designed for um, people that are in the industry. Yeah. Uh, and so, mm-hmm. therefore, that's, that's kind of what we look for. But there, there's, you know, obviously there's that that fine line and we find that there are certain times that, uh, you know, we, we want to, we have to put, put a consumer's perspective on there. Um, we'll get articles from, you know, that, that, that are from the wall street journal articles from USA today. Um, then articles from like ACA international, um, the, uh, RMAI, uh, we're always looking for, you know, things that are happening. And then of course, uh, the press releases within the industry, uh, we certainly get a lot of those um, pretty much on a daily basis. And then, of course, um, the regulatory industries, the CFPB obviously puts out a lot of information, uh, as does the FTC um, and, and some of the other um, regulatory industries um, that, that, that are regulatory uh, folks that oversee the industries, um, including um, uh, the OCC, 
um, et cetera. So there, there's there's lots of different governmental agencies that, that put out a lot of information that we'll, we'll, we'll go through. And the stuff that's relevant we definitely want to put out there. Um, mm-hmm. And the stuff that's, uh, you know, not so relevant, then yeah, mm-hmm. sometimes it'll, it'll, it'll end up on the newsletter, but maybe not on the front page. Over 87% of consumers use their smartphones to manage their finances, and I'm excited to let you know creditors and third-party agencies now have an app, You Negotiate, to host all their collection accounts to give consumers 24-7 on-demand access in their fingertips. It's the first solution built together by consumers and creditors to create a win-win digital solution. Merchant processor agnostic, system of record agnostic, up and running in 48 hours or less, currently trending over 50% consumer participation. RNN is currently offering demos every Thursday. Call or text me directly at 954-393-5878 and let's get a demo scheduled. <laughs> well, that's good. That You'll have to click through to go to the website in order to be able to get some information on it, right? Yeah, that's one That's one thing we do. We try, we try, the email blast will go out with a kind of a, a teaser with a lot of information on it, and then people can click on that and go to the website um, and, you know, go to the articles that they really feel that are, are relevant to what they're looking for. Um, and just like a newspaper, um, you're not going to read everything, um, but you are looking for the articles that, that, that appeal, appease to you. If you happen to be in California um, and the Attorney General from California is talking about uh, the new privacy law that, that, that's there or the updates or the new uh, regulatory um, collection rules that, that are forthcoming or the new collection, uh, mini CFPB that's coming to California. That's, mm-hmm. that's relevant. Um, if you have clients in California, that's relevant. Um, so those are the types of things. Obviously, um, the ACA and their work uh, with the uh, Massachusetts Attorney General um, and the trying to disallow collections um, in, in the state of Massachusetts, um, that kind of, again, that ran its gamut, and we were you know, pretty much for a couple weeks you know, running articles along those lines of you know, what's happening with the lawsuit. Um, what before finally the um, Massachusetts AG she um, she dropped her uh, rules that she was trying to implement and thus you know you could still collect in Massachusetts um, and it's a fine line and that's you know we we, we try to do that uh, we are we're very supportive of the industry um, but we also sometimes uh, print the articles that uh, are not so favorable to the industry. <laughs> We want the industry to be able to read them. We don't necessarily agree with them, but it's definitely something they need to be aware of. So, you know, we do get those uh, people, you know, they'll, they'll contact us, they'll send stuff and say, hey, why are you printing something that, you know, we don't agree with? And, and, and usually the response is, we don't agree with it either, but you need to be aware of it because you've got to pay attention to what's happening. And if you've got somebody that's antagonistic towards the industry, um, the industry does need to be aware of it, and usually most everyone is aware of them because uh, yeah. uh, the, you know, the, anta- the anta- un- antagonistic group, uh, um, they're loud and they're noisy and they try to go with the mainstream uh, media, and sure enough, that will you know, draw the attention. So we see a lot of that too, um, but uh, there's, there's a lot of stuff out there, and you know, like I said, usually we'll, we'll publish it, and 
the newsletter is you know it's easy to get, it's easy to subscribe to, so it it, it makes it uh, very um, simple for folks to get it um, and, and look at it every day. Because yep, they would go to credit. Yep, creditandcollectionnews.com. Yep, you just go to creditandcollectionnews.com and just uh, sign up. Um, it's free, so it's within everybody's budget. Um, that's that's <laughs> always a good thing. Um, I get it. I've been getting it since again, like I said, like 15 years ago, something like that. I've been on it, and it used to come to like my email address over at Choice Point, and then I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't work there anymore, and so I went and re-signed up, and then now I get it to my personal email, so that way I've been able to stay in the know um, for what you guys have here. And I think it's also really cool that you guys have a whole section for like listings, for like business listings, software vendors. So is this where you're going to add in like a technology division? You said you're going to add in like technology or something like that, or what are you guys going to be doing for in regards to the technology industry and for collections? Yeah, we're always looking to you know adjust and and and, and you know get with the times, and uh, we're um, we're adding a, a few new uh, surprises to the newsletter. Um, we're, oh. always working, we're always working on new stuff. Um, our, you know, the, pro, the programmers are always, hey, this is the latest, greatest, and stuff, and, and let's do this. So we. Um, we we balance that out and, and are always trying to do that. So we you know we have our advertisers and folks and I mean obviously uh, artificial intelligence is kind of an up and coming uh, new wave. So you know how do we incorporate that into the newsletter um, to you know pull out some of the more you know more interesting pieces. Um, our our search system kind of pulls everything off the web. Uh, we then compile it all and, and put it in there. And we've got. Um, some networks. We've got our agency network. We've got our um, uh, attorney networks that are on the uh, the websites. So you can actually click and find folks that, that work in the industry, list your business, do all all those things. But then we've also got um, uh, a blog, a chat. Um, the blog, in fact, uh, Kathy Craniger uh, from the CFPB. Her her latest blog is now um, you know with us. So we we nice. got that. That's 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 been, that just was published a few days ago when she put she released her blog um, on the um, the new CFPB rules uh, and Regulation F. So um, that that's that's there too. So it, it's a you know it's a constant thing to do. And then we also produce um, our shows, um, which uh, are all you know well li this year they've been virtual. Um, hopefully uh -huh. <laughs> next year we're back to you know back to in person. Uh, virtual virtual has been interesting and nice, but we certainly want to get back to um, working with people face to face uh, and doing that. So hopefully, uh, if, if what they're saying is true with the vaccines, maybe we are heading in the right direction towards uh, getting back to some semi sense of normal. And it in addition to shows, like, do you guys ever do webinars or anything like that at all? Or yeah, we've done webinars. We've done, um, you know, obviously the, the the virtual. You know, we've done our Zoom shows. Um, that uh, the last uh, last couple shows uh, we've done have been on Zoom. Uh, so it's 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 definitely been interesting to do that. Um, you know, we had that. Uh, like I said, actually, that was the one where um, uh, former director Cordray actually spoke to the group. Um, he was even supposed to do a book signing 
um, with the book he mm-hmm. released. But uh, that was a little tough to do virtual book signing. Yeah, so, yeah, but he no... still would have been able to do like a giveaway or something like that for a couple, and then sign um, it and have it mailed yeah, off. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how many, not how many people in the industry would would really want a uh, Richard Cordray signed book. Um, so oh. that might be a, that might have been a little tough to get, uh, but uh, I, I know that um, the the group was interested to hear everything that he had to say, and particularly now um, uh, since his name is coming back up as a potential um, coming back. You know, hey, that's, now he that's has enough. to be careful for what he says because he has an opportunity yeah. to go back again. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so you got it before his name was being mentioned, right? Again? Um. Yeah. It's. It, That's it, good. You know, it's it, you know they call it the circle of life. You know everything just keeps coming back around again. So you know who knows? Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's pretty cool. I mean, at least it's better to go with, I'm not saying that he's the devil, but I'm just saying in general, sometimes it's better to go with the devil that you know than someone that you don't. So at least you'll know what you'll be expecting if you were to come back and and people can prepare themselves accordingly, you know? So... It'll, uh, it'll, it'll lead to some more interesting articles, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I know that solutions like ones that um, are at RNN group with our negotiation platform, we are like, well, if Biden actually does end up becoming president, then great because you'll have more regulations and stuff, and then you'll need solutions like a negotiation portal um, and other stuff that's going to help with making sure that you stay in line with everything that they would probably want to put down. And then if for some reason, like Trump pulls a Trump hat or something like that, or pulls a feather out of battle, or whatever the quote is, and uh, ends up becoming president again for his second term, then we will. Then our system is just going to flourish as well because people need to still be prepared. I mean, it's amazing how many more people after COVID and realized how unprepared they were for a major natural disaster, pandemic, or whatever you want to call it, um, for something like that, and have been now when they were like behind the, behind the curve, have been totally open and just trying to play catch up now. So I think yeah, even with a lot of collection software systems out there too. Yeah, no, there, there's, there's definitely um, compliance is, is one of those key words that, that everybody is, is – is, Aware of and wants to stay on top of. Um, nobody wants to. Re- nobody wants to be in the news um, for obvious reasons. Um, whether you're a large creditor, a small creditor, uh, agency, etc. Um, you know, you just you just don't want to be uh, in the in the news um, because that just puts a target on your back, and and, and nobody wants that. Everybody wants to be. Um, you know, just just working along, have everything go smoothly, uh, and not have to worry about it. And so, being in compliance um, is is one of those steps that that, that you want to make sure that you're covered. Uh, and that's why a lot of um, that's why we get people to come to our conferences that, that, that read the newsletter because they're looking for what's you know what what's happening in the industry, what's happening now. Um, you know, are they aware of all the different rules? What's going on with the state regulations? Um, there's 52, 53 uh, attorneys generals out there that are, you know, everyone's got their rules and regulations, and so you want to make sure you're compliant with 
not only the feds, but with the states that you're doing business with. And, and it's, it's, you know, it's very important you stay on top of that. Um, you know, what's happening uh, with voting, um, what's happening with uh, all the changes, uh, those are all things that are, you know, you, you have to be tied in and, and you got to be tight with with the industry and make sure you're there. And, and this is just a one piece of the pie that that you know we kind of help provide. We're an information provider, so that that's what we do. And I know um, in my very young years uh, in this industry, I spent ten plus years working for Equifax. Um, I know that you know information is is is, is key to the game. So yeah. You, you, you want to have as much information as you can about everything. Um, you know, if you're issuing credit, then, then, then you want to know all about the consumer as much as possible. If you're trying to collect on that consumer, then you want to know as much, again, as possible, not only about the consumer, but about everything you can do to collect on that consumer. Um, and you want, to do, you want to do it as efficiently and uh, effectively as possible. Collect those funds, um, you know, turn them over back to, to who you're collecting them for, take your percentage and, and move on and do it all, like I said, all within compliance uh, of anything that, that, that's out there. So it's, it's a, conceptually it's, it's simple to do, but reality is it's very complex. So, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's, that's what we're just a little piece of it that hopefully um, our readers, uh, you know, each morning have a chance to, to spend a little time uh, looking at things, uh, reading about it, learning, and then um, you know finding out more and, and taking what they need to to you know have a more productive day. So, what are some ways that people can actually you know do business with you? Um, so, I'm assuming one is probably advertising in your newsletter and so forth. Like, what are just different ways that you can, people can do business with you? Well, we um, obviously, yeah, advertising is, is a big piece. Since uh, we don't charge a subscription fee for the, for the newsletter, um, you can obviously you know sign up for that. And, and then the more um, eyes that we have on the newsletter, then um, the more advertisers want to be involved um, with us. Um, and we do have a, a good group of advertisers that that are on the uh, website um, and and the email blast. Um, they, they they they've been some of them been with us for a while. Others um, have just signed on. Um, we also, um, of course, like I said, we we produce conferences uh, for the industry. We do we do our own conferences. Um, we have our annual show. Plus, we do um, a couple smaller ones, consortiums. Um, we've done some technology shows. We've done webinars. Um, we've done legal um, compliance type of uh, uh, seminars for folks. So we, we work with some of our partners uh, in doing that. We've also um, uh, we've just kind of uh, as as we've grown and we do more of these things, we've become consultants uh, for helping um, customers uh, grow their business. Uh, we help them in their sales arena. We help them uh, also. We do a lot of work in the uh, consulting for you know if people are producing their uh, their shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've come, we've come in and helped them uh, actually become more efficient in running their own shows. So we have clients that uh, we're we're partnered with that uh, we do actually help them produce uh, their own conferences, so they can uh, you know work a little more efficiently and better that way as well. Which is probably done under ELSOS, right? 
That's kind of um, moved yeah, 360. It's, it's under, yeah, <laughs> under, under ELSIS and then credit and collection news, um, uh, you can pay us either way. We'll take it. Cash is good. <laughs> I don't care who it's made out to, as long as it's made out to me, I'm happy as a little lark. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's kind of what we push for is, is is do that. And you know, all our partners, um, we definitely try to make it a win-win situation, um, so that they're happy, we're happy, um, and everybody uh, you know comes out of it better than where they were before. So that's that's the ultimate goal. And to do this, um, the industry has kept me. Um, employed uh, for 30 plus years. Um, like I said, this wasn't the industry that I was certainly by any means planning on getting into, but uh, once you're <laughs> in here, it's the best way to describe it is like a disease. You know, it's, Once it's in your blood, you can't get rid of it. Once so, you, you get kind of stuck get... into the collections industry, it's hard to get out, to be honest. It is. It, it, does, re I... it really is. And, and that's, how, that's how a lot of people seem to know each other. Um, I mean, most of the, most of the people uh, in the industry uh, I've met, either through our show or through other shows, um, of course, they receive the newsletter, um, and so it, it's just been a um, it's like one big happy family. Um, and of course, when you know when, when you're talking family, uh, you know, yeah, it's everything goes. So it's 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 fun, it's exciting, it's um, it's challenging, uh, but it's definitely worthwhile. You really are like a celebrity, Steve, within the collections market space. This is an FYI. I don't know if celebrity is the right word, but certainly, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I, I, I've been in this industry a long time, so it, it, it's definitely there. I've seen a lot of things happen, and we've seen a lot of crazy stories, but it's 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 been um, uh, it's it's been a fun ride, and it's 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 been enjoyable, and uh, hopefully, it'll it'll continue to be. Yeah, that's all that we can hope for. So um, that would be that'd be absolutely amazing. And I'm so I'm super excited that you said yes when I asked you to come on to the show. So hopefully you'll share it. Like once I have it, I'll be editing it tomorrow on the plane ride. But like hopefully after I get it over to you, you'll share it with your newsletter subscribers. <laughs> Absolutely. You know what? Like I've, I've done some shows. Um, like I said, I used to be on. Uh, um, it was it was a it was a show called the Wall Street Shuffle. Um, yes, do you still do that or no? A, um, no, um, unfortunately, the gentleman uh, Dan Kofal, who was the host of the Wall Street Shuffle, uh, passed away. So oh that, no! Um, yeah, so uh, we stopped doing that after he had passed away, obviously. Um, but uh, I was doing that and. That was it. Was it was a fun? It was a fun time learning about radio. I always joke that I, I have the perfect face for radio. Um, <laughs> so, so we can, uh, you know. So, so I learned, um, you know, how to go on the air, um, how to how to talk on the air, um, you know, basically, um, and how to take a, a, a fifteen or twenty minute segment. Um, that we were doing on the air, and make it you know make it interesting because if you, in particularly the, the the Wall Street Shuffle was the listeners were a group uh, mostly consumers uh, that were listening in, so you had to kind of bend and change a little bit because I was very used to uh, talking to the industry, but not necessarily talking to consumers. Mm -hmm. um, so you had to you know adjust a little bit. And I did that probably for four, maybe five years uh, of doing the Wall Street Shuffle. So um, it was definitely a learning uh, curve, you know, that you went through. And 
it was it was fun to 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 do that kind of stuff and i i would sometimes i would do it on the road because um, they would they would call me for my segment um, because they were based out of Dallas and I was mm-hmm. always somewhere else. I wasn't in Dallas except for a few times when I did the show at, at the actual um, at, the, at the place where they were broadcasting. But uh, the, most of the time I was on the road and I've done it everywhere from from Europe. I've done it from baseball games, football games, because um, it just happened to be whenever. Uh, whenever the broadcast w- was set up, uh, they would call me at a certain times, and there would be times that I would be um, out and about, and so I would have to go find a find a great place to to spend 20 minutes uh, doing my segment, uh, and, and it would be it would be challenging. At lots of times, I, I did one in Disneyland, uh, where I think they, the Disneyland security people were chasing me at the time. Oh my gosh! Yeah, they didn't. They didn't. Um, I was looking for what I would call a quiet spot so I could talk, um, and so I found a couple. What I thought was a really great place to do it. Nobody was bothering me. There wasn't any crowds. And finding a place like that in Disneyland is is pretty difficult in itself. Um, but as I was doing that, I, I didn't realize that I'd actually crossed a um, uh, one of those lines that you know you, you the. You're not supposed to cross. Not supposed to be in. Um, so sure enough, I was there, and I'm like telling the guys in the background, no, 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 it's okay. You know, trying to show them my press, uh, you know, credentials, and saying, and and they of course were, you know, like, no, 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 we certainly don't want any uh, people on, you know, on on the radio while they're here without permission from Disneyland. So. You know, I've, I've I mean, you weren't even talking about Disneyland, so whatever. No, they should you know, just... they, but they didn't. They didn't know that. So yeah. you know, they were. They, they, my, you know, I, my my whole concept was I would just utilize that and and, and try to walk away. And of course, that just led to more chaos. Disaster. Um, As so you're on the phone trying to do your thing, right? Try, try, you know, trying to do that while you you've got Disneyland security that's you know trying to uh, you know make make me stop. So Be like, hold on, one. gentlemen. We're only on national radio right now, so I'm happy to let the whole audience know how you guys are harassing me. You can just leave me alone for ten minutes, and I can kind of talk about the collections industry. <laughs> it's it, it just, you know, those those are the those are the fun things that you know what uh, you, you can kind of sit back and look and, and say, oh yeah, that was that was it's fun. It's funny now. Um, back yeah. then it was a little, you know, it was a little stressful, but yeah, you, you learn and, and you kind of go with it. So uh, there's there's been lots of times and and, and you know things out there, but it's been. But I've done, like I said, I've done radio, I've done TV, I've done uh, thing. You know, concepts, uh, pretty much all about credit and collections. So, uh, and and it's just part of the industry because, like I said, I've been in it so long. Um, I don't think I'd know what to do if I didn't have any credit and collections. Uh, you know, stuff going on. Like, what else would you do? I mean, you obviously could formulate it and push it to something else, you know what I mean, basically the whole newsletter concept and all that. But I have a question for you. So this is one of my, and obviously it's working, but you haven't really changed the format of your newsletter, I don't think, in the whole time you've had it. You may have, and I just may not realize it, but, um, you know, what do you, why do you keep it the same? It's because you're like, figure if it's not broken, don't fix it. and, and let me do preface before you answer <laughs> that I do love how you have at the very top where it lists like all the articles and then you can kind of just scroll down to whichever article it was that you wanted to read. Yeah, we've actually, um, it's changed a couple times, um, but it's, it's, it's been subtle. 
So, you know, we haven't done any, any major changes um, recently uh, to do that. We've done a couple what I would call big changes um, over, over the past 20-some-odd uh, years. Um, there's been a couple where we really changed the, the layout and the format, um, but we haven't done anything like that recently. Um, we've actually been looking to, to, to do something like that, um, you know, forthcoming. My, my, the, the, the programmers uh, would, would, would love to get a hold of this and, and, and do some more things and, and, and bring, bring more technology and stuff into the newsletter. But, uh, you know, I'm a little old school, so I, I usually, you know, go kicking and screaming and dragging my feet, you know, not to change. Um, so eventually, yeah, it'll, it'll change again. Um, and there'll, there'll be some updates and there will be some changes. But you won't see anything that's like, oh, my God, that, that was, you know, usually um, anytime there's any kind of big changes, um, you're immediately met with resistance. Um, people that they, they like they like uh, familiarity. They like things to stay the same. They know where to click and how to click um, and where to find stuff. And, and yeah. if you change all that, then it, then it becomes a little more um, you, you push people into the, you know, that uncomfortable uh, yeah. zone where, where they're not quite, you know, they're just not quite as comfortable. So therefore, um, there's an adjustment period. So, yeah, we've, we've, we've looked at it. We've, we've, we've like I said, we make very subtle changes. Yeah, um, there's been some probably the things. best way to go. Um, and and we've certainly learned. Um, uh, we, we've used uh, some different vendors um, to to deliver the newsletter. Um, we're, we're 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 pretty happy where we are now. But you know, again, it's it's those are just things that you kind of do in the background and and make those decisions and run with it. So, you know, hopefully, um, you know, people just they're happy and and they continue to do what they're doing versus, um, you know, making any major changes and thus people are more, um, you know, scared and and, and of the changes and stuff. They don't don't want that. So that's that's, that's forthcoming. There will be some more little tweaks here and there and then probably somewhere along the lines, um, I think we were looking last year to do a – to do a, a, a website overhaul uh, and do that, but we, we kind of pushed that back for a lot of reasons. One, 2020 has been this. Oh my gosh. So, so, so doing anything in 2020 now is pretty much, uh, you know, it's like taboo. So we're just yeah. going to try to ride, we're just gonna try to ride the wave and, and get ourselves to 2021. And hopefully 2021 is, is, is a much better, um, year as well, far. you guys could prepare something to launch in like the first quarter and be like a fresh new look for a fresh new year, off with the old, in with the new. Let's bring, you know, whatever, like some type of like thing that you could utilize to base off of how crappy this year has been. Although there has been a number of people that, just like in any any tragedy, <laughs> there's always people that will end up flourishing out of it. Like freaking look course. at Zoom. Oh my God. Tell you, I wish I had some damn Zoom stock last year. Come on now. Yeah, no, it, it, it's de- it's definitely. I mean, people did. You know, when it used to be uh, uh, for all these old school people, um, you know, Zoom used to be a TV show on, on PBS. That's how you knew Zoom. Was it really? Um, oh my god, yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, that that's uh, that, you'd have to go look it up. You have to look up on the internet. You look up what uh, you know Zoom on PBS uh, was before. Uh, 
you know, Zoom, Zoom was our, uh, you know, our new webinar, uh, you know, conference uh, company. So, so there's definitely all sorts of, you know, things out there and changes. And, and eventually, like I said, if you don't, you have to change and you have to, you know, make yourself better. Um, but you got to do it in a way that, that you know, doesn't you know, upset the, uh, the apple cart and make sure that, uh, you know, people, people like what you do. And, and yeah. do that. And that's one thing about you know after doing this for twenty some odd years, um, you know you you, you want to make sure that, that there's some consistency. And the main thing is making sure that the newsletter is there um, every morning. Um, you know, delivered at the you know, electronically, it's there. It's you know six fifteen, seven fifteen, eight fifteen, or nine fifteen, depending what part of the country you're in. Um, we do have uh, our international uh, readers as well, um, not nearly as many as, as obviously we do in the U.S., um, but, uh, you know, we're, we're a worldwide publication, and we're always amazed that, uh, you know, that uh, we've, we've got readers in, um, you know, all the way from Pakistan to Afghanistan to Croatia uh, and uh, Sweden, you know, Canada. Um, there's, 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 there's so many of our readers that are just, it's, it's a worldwide, uh, uh, publication. So, uh, that's, that's just amazing. That is amazing. So yeah, we're always, we're, all, we're always surprised when, uh, we, we do our annual conference and stuff and we get people that are, they're coming from, we've had them come from Singapore, from, from Hong Kong, uh, Sweden, uh, Switzerland, um, Japan. So it, it's amazing that, that we get these, these international travelers. And, and I'm not sure that they, they come for the, uh, the conference or they come just for the, uh, the, the, the idea or concept that it's at a, uh, uh, I think our, our last show, our last physical show was at the Ritz-Carlton in Lake Oconee. Uh, oh, in yeah. Georgia. And um, we had... I uh, so wanted to come to that, but, I, but it was so far from where I lived. So I was like, oh, well. Damn it. Yeah, that's a um, that's a, that's always we we try to rotate uh, coasts. Um, our next show, um, fingers and everything else possibly we can cross crossed, uh, is going to be held at the the lodge at Torrey Pines in uh, San Diego, La Jolla, um, California. So um, oh, that's good because uh, then you don't have to travel for that. Yeah, one. no, it, it it just it just worked out that way, and um, you know hopefully uh, the world is a little bit more normal and people are traveling. So um, they can have a chance to to, to come out to San Diego uh, uh, for the golfers. Um, the U.S. Open is is a month and a half after our conference, mm. so the golfers get to play on a U.S. the U.S. Open course at Torrey. Um, so it's it's a bucket list uh, opportunity for for our golfers. So that's one of the things that we're excited about, and hopefully we'll get to have. Um, and, and enjoy because that that's something that uh, you know again if you're coming to a conference that's always something that you look for is trying to um, get away a little bit but uh, you know come to a place that that's you know fabulous that, that you yeah. that you want to be at that you you know you want you want to spend some time at uh, and it's a, it's a place that you could bring your family because it's 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 right on the ocean um, so there's you know those are those are opportunities that that. Hopefully, people get a chance to do now. You know, I think everybody's dying to get back on the road and do a little travel. I think so. I mean, I mean, I personally haven't stayed still during this whole thing anyway. So, um, but I'm just not one to sit still anyhow. So, I, and or be live in fear. So, 
Um, do you, there's like another, I'm trying to find it. I don't know how the hell they got my work email address, but whatever. Anyways, there's like this other collection newsletter. So, is this it right here? Oh, yeah, Creditor Collections Today. Have you heard of them? That one doesn't sound familiar. That um, they're, they're, they're I are, feel they're like are. they're totally biting off of you, Steve. It's crazy. Even with it, let me well, look you know, at you. They, they always say that imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. So uh, you know what? Uh, um, if, if if somebody's out there uh, imitating or, or doing something, then you know that's that that's the prerogative. That that's that's what makes this country great. Yep, um, it's very that, true. <laughs> that keeps, but keeps, keeps us on our toes and stuff too. So you know what? If we have competition that's out there, you got you got to stay ahead of it. and You got to work hard to to maintain those relationships and, you know, make them work. So, um, you know, that, that is, that, that is part of the game. Yeah. Okay. Here, I'm going to, um, I am going to, uh, I'm going to email, I don't know what, anyways, I'm going to email this, um, over to you and let you take a look at it. I'll forward it over, whatever. But um, anyways, it's just kind of interesting. So um, all of a sudden, they just started popping up in my inbox. So anyways. Um, all right, cool. Well, I am so happy that you had the chance to come on. And I don't. if you're ever open, Steve, I'd love to have you on again, like maybe like at the end of the first quarter of next year and have you come on and we can talk about all the cool changes and um, that's happened like after whoever settles in as president makes it and then um, see how fast stuff starts changing and chat about it if that's good with you. Oh, I'm I'm always good for that. Um, like I said, uh, you know, if 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 once a quarter um, I'm 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 doing something like this, this is uh, you know for me for me that's like a vacation because uh, you know, <laughs> obviously the newsletter is daily. Um, when I when I was doing radio, that was uh, on a weekly basis. So yeah. uh, you know, quarter quarterly for me is uh, you know put my feet up and uh, open up a beer and uh, relax and, and talk about what's going on in the industry. That's uh, I'm, always I'm always I'm always good for that. I know. I'm usually because I'm usually in Atlanta when I'm doing this. I'm usually drinking wine or something by now, and I'm probably half snuffered. So I'm glad that I didn't drink anything while I we were while we were on this, so I could stay fully alert. Hey, so, you know what? Sometimes that just makes it all that much better. Um, you know, because uh, let's let's face it, we it's always happy hour somewhere in the world. So you know what? Uh, just add a little, uh, you know, add a little extra happiness. <laughs> exactly. So, but all right. Listen, you're amazing. I totally appreciate you, and um, I look forward to having you on again. And I will get this over to you by Friday. And um, I hope you have an amazing day, Steve. It's only five o'clock where we are, which is great. <laughs> That's right. It's five o'clock. It's uh, you know what? A little little bit of more work to do, and then uh, done for the evening. So there you go. Uh, it's exciting, <laughs> all right. Uh, Hey, appreciate it, and um, like I said, uh, hats off to to you for doing this, and um, we'll be t we'll be chatting. Okay, I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Here's why selling to Thomas Crown benefits you and your organization. Imagine how different your life could be just a few short months from now. You'll have no more headaches, no more compliance issues. 
No more new laws and regulations, state, provincial, or federal to contend with. No more minuscule margins working with clients. No more ridiculous lawsuits. No more massive outlay of cash to invest in new technology. No more customer complaints to the CFPB and other regulatory agencies. No more migraines dealing with staffing problems. Instead, you'll be truly enjoying life with potentially a huge lump sum that allows you to do whatever you choose, whenever you choose. You don't need to wait a year or more to increase your EBITDA. You won't have to deal with a wishy-washy buyer. We will work with you and your team, no matter your circumstances, to structure the best deal possible for both parties. To get a 100% no-obligation, risk-free purchase offer for your debt collection business today, please visit thomascrowncorp.com and click on Ready to Sell. We have the capital and are ready to buy now. When you submit the short information form on our website, we'll schedule a call within 24 hours. We will discuss your company and the next steps to structure the right deal for you and your organization. Remember, if you have been in business for three years or more, whether you're profitable or on the verge of bankruptcy, we can help. If the situation is such that you or a partner would like to retain a minority ownership stake in the business or have an active role post-acquisition, we are open to that. Our goal is to help make your life and your team's life easier by helping get you the sale you want to enjoy the life you desire and deserve. Go ahead and visit thomascrowncorp.com and click on Ready to Sell. You've been listening to an in-debt discussion hosted by Jacqueline Waller. If it's about the financial industry, from lenders to collectors, you'll hear it here. Check us out Thursdays for a new podcast. Until then, this is an in-debt discussion signing off.